Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. Tuesday afternoon, this is the Axon Bulletin. I'm Paul John Dykes. Declan McConville is sunning it up somewhere in Europe, um, getting a bit of a suntan. And you can't blame him, Lawrence. I mean, it's been uh, a couple of years of staying in the house, you know, looking at the window and the rain and the dreek weather. Uh, and our boy Lawrence is away to sunnier climes. We're going to be talking about going to some of our sunnier climes because uh, we're going to have a look at the 2001-02 Champions League campaign. That was one that got away. We're going to be looking at where we are 
this season going into next. It is, of course, I'm going to come to you first, Patrick, Angie's second season. And we've heard all this chat from people who know a lot more about Ange Postacoglu from his time in Australia and Japan. That second season is the is the time to watch. But, I mean, can we get better? What do you expect from season number two under Ange? Well, everyone seems to be hyping it up, don't they? I mean, mm. people from uh, Australia, people from Japan say that that's when you really get going. The first one's a rebuilding season. And, you know, even though it's a rebuilding season, what a season it was. You know, Ange said it feels like two seasons mm-hmm. because of how many games there were. And then, as you're saying there, with the 2001-2 season, it's it's very similar because you've actually got a massive points gap between Celtic and Rangers. New manager comes in, big overhaul, and then we've got the massive points gap. We've overtaken Rangers by a massive points gap, and then you go into the Champions League in the second mm. season. So there's, there's very there's a few similarities in my opinion. So hopefully, Ange can be just as successful as Martin O'Neill, and I believe he's he's every bit as good a manager um, if he's given the right tools to work with. And that's another massive if that we'll talk about as well because um, we've, we've actually over the last year been given the board a fair bit of praise on here. Is that a surprise maybe to some? We've been giving them a fair bit of praise. I spoke to someone yesterday who said that how interesting is it that when we're doing well in the football park, we stop talking about the board. This is what Kevin Graham has been saying since day one on a Celtic state of mind, Lawrence. I'm sure it will creep into the conversation. But uh, we're moving into the uh, sophomore season, season number two, the second term. And we've heard a lot about Ange. We're going to be comparing it to that campaign, 2001-02, like Patrick says, whereby O'Neill's just won a treble. What next? And what Martin O'Neill's team does in the next season is, uh, and it was just our second Champions League campaign, gives us a, a, a view into what O'Neill might have been able to achieve in Europe as a Celtic manager, because we got nine points that season in the Champions League group, um, which at the time was a record for a team that didn't qualify out of the group stages. And I guess the big question would be, uh, would you be quite happy with that next season, Lawrence? Quite win your home games, haven't you? I, I, yeah. I think uh, that nine points are the minimum you're, got, you're going to be aiming for, isn't it? We don't know who we're going to get in the group, but yeah, we want to make it Fortress Park Head again. You know, I remember a few years up later than that, Bayern coming and celebrating and taking a point. I think they were the first team to take a point off us in, in ages. Yeah. Was yeah. that, was that the night Magnus Hedman was in goals? And I'm pretty sure... He was to blame for a goal. Was that that night? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, nine points. You've got to look to win your home games, haven't you? It's and build from there. And it all depends who they get in the group. You know what? What we can do on the road. But you know, we had to be glimpses. Twenty minutes against Betis, we looked really good. You know, mm-hmm. two on. Yep. So it's Angie's second season. It's meant to be, get better. You know, maybe you can make that twenty minutes, ninety minutes away from home and do well. Well. I mentioned there, I was speaking to some people yesterday, the reason I was out and about and I wasn't on the bulletin and Kevin Graham sat in for me and I'll be doing likewise tomorrow for him, so tune in. We have a new Axon contributor tomorrow, by the way, so big unveiling. Um, was I was at Hamden Park, the National Stadium, uh, which is bizarre because you, you drive into the, the car park at the National Stadium on a, a random Monday and the car park is absolutely full staff uh, all working in all those offices up in uh, Hamden. Anyway, we were at the museum for the launch of John Bleasdale's book, um, which basically focuses on the Euro 92 campaign. Patrick won't remember it, Lawrence, you will. Uh, When Scotland came up against the European champions, the world champions and the CIS. 
and we put a really good account of herself across in that tournament. Lawrence, you'll remember McStay and McClear scoring in the final game against the CIS. Um, McStay hits a post and it comes back out and off the keeper's back and then did it not? He did, but you know what? McStay was given that goal, I think, wasn't he? I think he was still giving it, which was Aye. strange, you know, because it was kind of heading out. No, you're right, you're right. It was a good strike by the maestro. Um, the reason we were there was for the book and we're filming it. It will be on the YouTube channel at some point in the next week or so. But the amount of people who came up to us just to tell us how much they loved Axon. And the reason I'm bringing it up, isn't it, because I'm saying, you know, we're great. What I'm, what I'm making the point of is that all these online anonymous trolls, right, they're not even real. They never ever come up to you and say, I hate what you do. You look like you brush your hair with a balloon. You wear Matalan jackets. They never do it in real life, right? What they do is they just hide behind their phone or their tablets. And we actually spoke to the real people, the important ones, who came up and said, love Axom, love what you do, looking forward to next season. And it was fantastic. So a big shout out to all the good guys who did that. The reason I'm bringing it up though, Patrick, as, as we were leaving the stadium, a gentleman came over and he was saying, I want all the big guns. I, I just want the best teams possible in the Champions League. And I'm going, right, I love that Cavalier style. And he says, you know, I, I would like to see Angie's philosophy up against the likes of Real Madrid. And and I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'm looking back to maybe Barcelona in years gone by and, and possibly PSG in years gone by where we've been on the end of some tankings. How do we approach it if we do get the big guns? Do you want to avoid them? Is there such a thing as avoiding the big guns in the Champions League? Uh, probably not. I mean, you've got those first two pots that are filled with, you know, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Man City, Barcelona. All these big, massive teams, you know, Eintracht Frankfurt deserved Europa League winners. I mean, it's impossible to avoid big teams in those uh, those two pots. You could get a slightly favourable draw, you know, teams like Ajax, Seville... Um, Porto, it, you could get a favourable draw, but I mean, for Celtic, how likely is that? When do we ever get favourable draws? Um, I personally totally disagree. I, I wouldn't want a big draw whatsoever. Um, but when it comes to how you set up against these guys, I'm sure Ange won't, Ange won't compromise anything. Uh, he said his style of football is not only entertaining, but it works. He mm. refuses to compromise for a one-off game, or else why wouldn't he do it every week? So I think we're going to see Celtic Joe Hart, Starfelt, Carter Vickers passing it out from the back, trying to break through the lines uh, when we're out of possession, pressing pressing the ball, pressing the opposition. And let's hope Real Madrid can't handle it. Let's hope PSG and Manchester City can't handle a bit of Ange ball at Celtic Park because it's going to be the only way that we can get a result. Well, we, we spoke about it last week on, on Friday. Jared was in and uh, we were asking, you know, what happens when he comes up against the likes of Pep Guardiola, uh, Jurgen Klopp? Because you just know, Lawrence, that uh, Ange Postacoglu will absolutely relish it. And like Patrick says, he's not going to change his approach, is he? D- regardless of the opposition. No, I mean, that's his style, isn't it? That's what he's going to send the boys out to do. The fad. I know some of them have had a full season, some of them have had half a season of doing it, so they should be getting more confident playing that way. Mm. Hopefully he's identified a few more boys to come in that can uh, improve the, 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 the team. I suppose that, that's going to depend on who goes out, because you, you know, we can see that there's a list of four, like a Yeti, Barca, Sorrow, Longoli, maybe five, with Julian in there, that you want to have the wage bill, but I don't know if we'll get buyers. Would you, would you, you include Sorrow? Would you include Sorrow there? Yeah, I, I think defensive mid were really well set. 
We've, we've got loads of cover at defensive mid. We've got Scott mm. Robertson coming back from loan. We've done well on his loan. I think he goes into the final 12 months of his contract. Right. You've got Gucci, you've got McCarthy, you've got McGregor. It's probably the, the position we've, we've got most cover for. So, yeah, I'd include Sorrow in that. But then again, it's, it's about getting buyers, isn't it? It is, and I think um, in relation to the likes of Sorrow, uh, I mean, he's a guy that there was supposed interest from, um, at one point, Tottenham Hotspur uh, were apparently interested in in, uh, in the player. That's when he came into the team, he looked tremendous for maybe a dozen games, he looked really good, and uh, he got food poisoning, didn't he, for the Scottish Cup final, Lawrence, that you watched here against Hearts, that wrapped up the quadruple treble. And I just don't think he ever came back from that, Patrick. I mean, it's a question, right? We seem to be just lumping a group of players into this category of ship them out. And I don't see many people disagreeing with most of them. So, Barkas, Ajeti, Bolingoli, Soro, and possibly, possibly Julien, have I forgotten anybody? Um, those group of players, are, you know, you're saying it will be difficult to get a buyer. I think the key is um, just get them off the wage bill. You don't want an expensive uh, situation like the Encham situation where you've had to pay off half his contract, but, you know, would you rather him being still on the on the wage bill? Um, and I look at the, the likes of Sorrow. Is there any of that group of players, do you think, that can still be saved or have they had their chance having worked with Ange for 12 months, do you think, Patrick? Well, Sorrow and Bolingoli, you know, they're quite young. Um, I don't think they've played since December. I mean, Bollingoli hasn't played since Motherwell in October. I think Sorrow played against Lille uh, in early December. So I don't think we've seen them since the turn of the year. And since the turn of the year, we've we've had close to a full squad most of the most of 2022. And the fact that Ange hasn't played any of them, I think, is a, is a bit of a sign that he doesn't fancy them. Um, when it comes to Sorrow, I mean, I'm a big Chris Julian fan. I'd love to see Chris Julian stay at Celtic. I just cannot see it at all. Mm. Um, you know, he's been... F- He's he's been fit for a, a lot of games, if not all games, since that Wraith Rovers match in February. We've not seen him at all. He's not even been in most of the squads. Um, so I think he's definitely for the off. I think he's 29 as well. Um, Sorrow, I think Sorrow and Bolingoli are younger. I think Bolingoli's maybe 25. Sorrow's about 23, 24. So they've certainly got more time, in my opinion. I don't think they've peaked yet. I think a, a manager or a team could get something out of them. Um I just personally don't see it at Celtic. I just think, you know, Sorrow in particular had definitely had his chance. Wallingoli ruined his chance um, with that um, flight to Spain uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago. So, um, no, I don't think there's any way back for them. But they could make it at another team. Yeah. What do you think, uh, everybody who's tuning in on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch and YouTube, of course. Let us know your thoughts. Can Anne save the careers of any of those players that we are saying should be shipped out during the pre-season? Jungle Lions coming in on YouTube. Hopefully another league and a decent run in Europe. But as our Australian friend said, Angie's second season, it starts to really click. I think a big part of that is there is a period of time where the players have to get used to the intensity of the training as much as the philosophy and the style of play. Um, and even those that came in, maybe with the exception of Gucci for other reasons, um, are up to that point where they can handle the intensity day in, day out, and they can play 90 minutes, like you were saying earlier, Lawrence, in the end style. Paddy Lavery, I love your positivity, Paddy. Um, an absolute pleasure to welcome you back on domestic treble in a European final. Listen, 
who knows, right? I mean, we were going for the domestic treble this season until the semi-final. We were a crossbar away from uh, getting into the final. And, you know, a Scottish team did get into a European final. So we'll see what happens, Paddy. We will see what happens. Brown Warrior, it's just one big season for Ange. Never stop. Silverware lift, silverware lift, silverware lift. Absolutely. I think we've seen enough in that first season to know that uh, we will build on it win the league three cups of bonus I get that totally Kenny um, in the words of uh, Shankly that's your bread and butter everything else is a bonus absolutely and we've also got Anthony Patrick Aiken coming in Guten Morgen still getting that German vibe what a top that is on your avatar as well Anthony uh, and thank you very much Anthony in actual fact for helping Lawrence out in the last day of the season with a ticket for the game Lawrence yeah thanks very much Anthony great seat you know Brilliant game. He didn't get you Plenty banned. Celebrations. Oh, did you? I'm not sure. He, he certainly hasn't. Get anyway. <laughs> right, so we will be talking a wee bit more about some of these players. You've spoken about Scott um, Robertson. We'll start off with him. So he comes back. He's 20 years of age. And as you rightly say, he's got a year left on his contract. He's entered in his last 12 months. He's went away to Crew Alexandra, Gillingham, Doncaster. And I think when you look at it, it's so easy to do it now. You can basically just have a look at Twitter to see what the fans think of the player. And he seemed to be, uh, you know, warmly received by all three clubs, uh, getting Man of the Match awards at all three clubs, playing over, you know, almost 70 games, which I think, you know, as a 20-year-old, Patrick, you're never going to get that unless you're an exceptional, like, one-off Kieran Tierney type player at Celtic. He's went away, he's got all that senior football under his belt. Does he come back and get loaned back out for his last year? Or is he one of these guys that might actually make an impact this season from the academy? Um, I would, I hope so. You know, I think we're talking. I think it was before we went live. You know, we're, we're so well covered in that sort of number six role. You know, I know. You know, in, in certain games, but I think we all want to see McGregor go forward a wee bit more. But then you've got Gucci, you've got McCarthy, and then probably if you get rid of Soro, that's when you get to Robertson. Um, when it comes to these young. We've lost your audio there just um, temporarily. Are you back? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I think I am. You're okay. back. There we go. There we go. Um... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to these young guys, I mean, 20 years old, he seems to have impressed in his loan spell. Um, so I, I'm all for giving him another contract. You know, he won't be in massive wages. No. When you consider how much we lost this season to guys who didn't even play a game, you know, or barely played a game, you know, guys like Ayeti and Soro, the guys we've, we've spoken about, it'll be a fraction of that. So no no, uh, no opposition to offering him a new deal. Uh, whether he gets game time or not, whether we loan him out again, I'm not too sure. Um I'm not sure how he's done it. it is it crew he's at? Uh, he's, he's done well for that level, uh, from what Lawrence tells me. So, I don't know. Probably another loan. The, the thing here, Lawrence, I guess, is there's a fear, I think, attached with the amount of players we have lost. Now, 
Scott Robertson's obviously played for Celtic. He's, he's played um, for the first team. Uh, but there's a whole host of players who have been leaving Celtic before getting to that stage. And I was having a look over the last couple of seasons, the last few seasons, Ben Doak being the, the latest example. Obviously, he's away to Liverpool. Um, he was drafted into the first team as a 16-year-old. When the rumours uh, arose that he might be going to Liverpool, I don't know if that was the last throw of the dice on Angie's part to try and say, listen, there is a pathway here. Stay and you'll be in and amongst the, the first team. Leo Held goes to Leeds last season. Uh, Barry Hepburn, Liam Morrison are, have gone to Bayern Munich. Uh, and we've also got Vincent Angelini, the grandson of Davy Hay, who hugely... Talented player, highly, highly rated goalkeeper. He's away to Watford. Cameron Harper, who was thrown in after the Dubai debacle, he went away to New York Red Bulls. Liam Hughes went to Liverpool. Josh Adam went to Man City. What a list this is. Um, and we also had Armstrong Oakleflex, slightly different in that we actually nicked him from Arsenal as a young player, but he left for West Ham United. And it looks as though Karamoko Dembele is going to follow suit, Lawrence, because his contract is up today. And there's been no word on whether or not he's going to be a Celtic player next season. With that in mind, what do you do with a player like Robertson? Because, I mean, he's going to be in the lower end of the scale when it comes to wages. He's shown very good promise. He's shown a very good attitude, actually. You know, some players go way out on, on loan and kind of disappear into the abyss. And then they come back after a year having hardly kicked a ball. He's not one of these guys. He's went away. He's applied himself. You know, he's kept that mantra, Callum McGregor who went away on loan and proved himself, as did I or as did Christie. Is Robertson going to flee the nest? Can we see something off him in a Celtic jersey? I think uh, we need to make a decision whether to extend his contract now, don't we? And, and keep him. I think any time he's done in, uh, as far as he's come in, he's, he's done well. You know, we touched on McGregor going down to Notts County and played the same team, team as Grealish. And, and we almost lost McGregor, so it's one we need to look at and say... This boy's definitely get promised. Mm. You know, we need to figure out how we can get in game time. Or if it is going to be a loan, we need to get his contract extended. You know, so it's going to be up to Hans to look at his squad and think, well, can I see him getting 10, 15 games? Because if he's not going to get that with us, what's the point of keeping him if he's not getting that kind of amount of games? Yeah, I mean, he's got yeah, something like 70 one. games in the last two seasons, Lawrence, elsewhere. That's much better for, for the players' development, surely. De- definitely so if we can't if Hans looks at squads well, I can't see this boy making 10-15 games maybe it is but I think he's got a future extend his contract and get him out and loan again mm. build yeah. him up because what was McGregor was it 23-24 before he really Lawrence he was himself? 21 when he made his debut 21 you know so he, he was at that age where it would, it would not have been a surprise if he left the club with the other dozen players um, that, that came through the ranks with him because on average you're losing what 12, 15 sometimes even more players from the academy every single pre-season and of course there was a table a bid on the table rather from Carlisle that um, broke down but Celtic were willing to sell him I think it was 300 grand Callum McGregor Exactly. I know, I know. Ronnie Dyla comes in, revitalises him. And there's a moment there as well that I think is important with Ange, right? Because that list of names that I've read out there, I think there was very few of them that Ange had absolutely any influence in. You know, he was late to the party, wasn't he? So what could he do to convince Ben Doak not to go to Liverpool? Give him games. Well, he tried that. And he still went. So there wasn't much he could do with Ben Doak. I think like Leo Held and Ockleflex, the decision had been made already. 
Party Ange coming along. They'd made a decision. There's no future here at Celtic. There's no pathway into the first team. And, I mean, none of us on this show, none of us watching this show knows whether or not there are going to be any successes from that 10-man list that I read out. I mean, if you had asked us, say, five, six years ago, every one of us would have said Dembele was going to be a superstar. Right, because that, that was all the hype. He's 19-year-old. It hasn't happened. I think that's the one that we've been a wee bit unlucky with with Ange, because I think that you know, Ange has had a season to work on him, but he's been injured for the vast majority of it. Um, had he not been injured, I think it would have been a completely different story, but I think the time has come that he will move on. What can we do, though, uh, Patrick? I'll ask you first, what can we do to stop the stem and this flow of young talent leaving Celtic after maybe five or six years in the academy and they're away? Um, well, with some of them, I think there's no stopping it. You know, Ben Doak, 16, <clears throat> I think he's... At 16, he must be one of the youngest Celtic debutants ever. Um, mm. He was given those two substitute appearances. He was offered a new contract, presumably with improved terms. I don't think there's a lot Celtic could, could have done there. I mean, the guy's a Celtic fan. He was offered money. He was offered game time. And he still chose Liverpool. So there's not there's not a lot I can see that we could have done better, apart from playing him when he's 15, and I'm not even sure if that's allowed. Um, when it comes to the other guys, you know, Cameron Harper, he was only chucked in when we had nobody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he gets slated on Twitter that night as well. I don't think we've ever seen him again for a couple of weeks, and that was him off. Um, but, you know, I don't think many folk had heard of Cameron Harper before that game. So when it comes to these other players, I think they need to be integrated in the first team a wee bit more. And as you say, it's a bit unfortunate with Ange, because held probably already agreed terms with Leeds, the time Andrew's in the door um, I think Morrison and uh, the other boy with Bayern I think that was before Ange came in um, Okoflex as well with West Ham you know I think you just need to see these guys integrated in the team a lot more and you know mm-hmm. last season was a total write off we were playing first team players that didn't deserve to play for Celtic and we still never seen these youth players um, so if they feature more regularly in the first team and you know if they see what Ange's building and how Ange can improve them as a player um, I think I think they'll, they'll want to stick around and if they don't then you know that's just tough luck because we don't really need them if that's the case Well I, I like what you've said there about Doak because what you've got in your hands there Patrick is a 16 year old player who I've read various fees I heard something as large as like 12 grand a week is that right you know wages at Liverpool something absolutely drastic like that you're not going to be paying a sick because he would not be playing for Celtic week in week out as 16 year old in that team that Ange built last season he might get fleeting appearances here or there but you, you simply cannot pay a player a five figure weekly wage that isn't going to play. Yeah, we do have a few on the books, but that was for other reasons. It's not because, you know, they're um, aspiring young talents. It's because we brought them in and they've been absolute flops. That's just the way football is. But I think you're absolutely right with that. Um, Do you think Lawrence Ange can sell them the dream a wee bit better than maybe previous managers? I thought Ronnie Dyla was very good at that. I think probably Brendan Rodgers was good at that. That's why we got someone like Flex in the first place, leaving Arsenal, I think at 16, to come to Celtic. But it's kind of it's something that's not really been evident over the last few years until Ange just come back in. I, I think it's not so much selling. The dream is starting to deliver on it, is that? Which I think Warrior was really good, you know, giving youth a chance. So Ange has got a reputation for it. Mm-hmm. So let's hope so. But you know, if we can get him in the first team, what do we do, do with him? So the Lowland League doesn't seem to be, be great. Do we look at getting clubs to maybe consent three or four? 
I know we've talked about this before, three or four yeah. players at one time alone at a club, guaranteeing them game time. Because it worked for McGregor. It may have worked for Robertson, you know. They're getting the right amount of game time. Mm-hmm. They're going to be developing. So we, we need to look at doing something different. We can't just kind of keep repeating it, can we, and going, well... Because there's a lot of wasted talent, isn't there? You know, there is. Well, look at Hickey, you know, he let him go to Hearts, didn't he? You know, he's a Bologna, you know, jeez. And, I know. and then you see the transfer fees they're talking about for uh, the likes of Hickey. You watch Robertson playing in Champions League final. There's always going to be young players that fall through the net. I get that. I totally get it. Shea Given was another one previously. But uh, these guys obviously are, are showing their talent and um, they're so good that they're going elsewhere. The Lowland League situation, Lawrence, I think again has come a wee bit late in Angie's uh, evolution because I think Celtic are viewing that potentially in the future, of opening up the promotion. You know, that's one of the stickling points at the moment. That team can't get promoted, which means that it will never play on a higher level, which means that the young players can only develop so, so far, you know, in the fifth tier of Scottish football. If in three seasons' time they're, they're playing at a higher level, it might be a completely different proposition. But we're having to obviously run through a lot of issues and red tape before we get to that stage. And I guess if we're talking about young players, I'm going to ask the question. We've seen some performances by the likes of Dane Murray, um, Owen Moffat, I guess, you know, Montgomery coming back from Aberdeen, obviously need to get them fit. But there's also a few others, um, slightly different, but still young um, age-wise, Urugidi, Shaw, Scales. What does the future hold for that group of players? Will we see any of them? Um, Angie's second season, Patrick, I think uh, maybe Murray's a bit young. Moffat, probably still a bit young, probably still playing in the B team. But what about Montgomery, who's got quite a bit of first-team experience? Uragidi, Shaw, Scales. Are these surplus to requirements? I know we were trying to uh, get a deal done uh, over in Belgium for Uragidi. But the wages seem to be a problem at the moment. All right. Um, I know they've got an option to buy. I'm pretty sure they've got an option to buy, which isn't a ringing endorsement after only 12 months at Celtic. But um, I, I, don't, I think it's too early to get rid of any of the players. I think maybe another, another loan would suit all of them. Um, you know, left back's an interesting one. If we're getting rid of Ball and Golly, you have to assume. Uh, I think there was that, is it Giazzi, um, mm. who's in uh, Scandinavia, the Iranian? I think he's Iranian. Yeah. Yep. Um, whether we bring him in or not, that could change the dynamic. Uh, if we don't bring in a left back, which you know I hope we do, you're probably having to keep one of Montgomery or Scales, if not all three of them, because Greg Taylor has to have a backup. You know, um, Shaw, I quite like Shaw whenever I've seen him. Um, he's a bit slow, but I think he's good in the ball. And then you know, Uragidi, a tough one to call. You know, whether he moves on to Belgium or not. Um, I don't think any of them, any of them, will end up first team regulars, but. I think it's too early to get rid of any of them. Uh, they're all quite young, can develop. They've all played well at some point. So, yeah, just see what the future holds. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence, the other player I never mentioned, actually, which is my bad, is uh, Joey Dawson. Uh, Owen Moffat, Dane Murray, young guys that got some game time last season under difficult circumstances, it's got to be said. Then you've got Montgomery, Scales, Urugidi, Shaw. These guys are going to be on the periphery of Angie's plans, I would guess. Um is is the loan is the loan option the best option for these players? It's got to be the, if it gets them playing a higher standard of football, it's got to be better for some of them. But the, but then we've still got got to f- be able to field a team in the Lowland League. We've still got mm-hmm. to keep numbers there. So some of the signings were a bit weren't sure why I brought them in, but maybe it was just to have enough numbers to field that team. But yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Dawson go out and loan. I, th- I thought his cameo was okay. You know, he was his movement was good, link up play was good, unlucky not to score. Puts a wee bit more on that one, and it's back in it. So, see him go out and loan. I think Shaw is probably the pick of the other ones. The Urugide, no team, and they're, they're complaining they can't afford the, his wages at the moment or the fee they'd previously agreed to, to pay. I don't know if this is a new negotiating strategy. You know, it might be. Uh, the rejector of demands. I seem to remember that some club having that some rejector evaluation. Who knows? But yeah, look, I think a loan deal would shoot somebody like Shaw in Dawson, getting him playing at a higher level, more games under a belt. I don't know if it's going to happen for Scales. You know, he, he came in and then he was, he's, I think, Taylor's miles ahead of him. If we do get another left back, which seems to be the rumour, it pushes him further down the pecking order, doesn't it? It does, eh? Yep. He says he can play left centre back. Left centre back. Maybe he's going to be covered there. Who knows? I've not seen him play there. He's got a few assists, a few goals to his name. So, in that sense, he's looked good. I just don't think he's anywhere under Taylor's level. And if we're bringing in another left back, it's probably improving Taylor. So, I think it's going to be shodding. Montgomery was okay. Patrick said he's young. I think loan for him. I think Lowland would be a waste. That's probably why he was out of Aberdeen. We'll yes. We'll do that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, the big thing, Lawrence, is you've got a player like Greg Taylor, and I know, and we could go into the, the back issues of <laughs> a Celtic state of mind. I know that you've always championed him, but I think over the last season, what's happened with him and all the other left backs at the club is he's completely extended that gap to such a point where he's way ahead of every other left back in, at the club. And what, what we're trying to do is buy better than Taylor. So, like you say there, these other guys like Montgomery, Ball and Golly um, and, and Scales, whoever's going to be left at the club out of the three of them, they're miles away from the first team because Greg Taylor's already miles away from him, uh, from them and he's a second choice next season, potentially. But it takes us on to this other subject. Um, and again, we're going to be talking about this when we talk about O'Neill's team going into his second season. Um, how much are we willing to spend this pre-season? Because obviously all the talk, Patrick's been around the two loanees that haven't signed permanently yet. We know that Maison uh, Dieda, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, we know that uh, Maeda has signed permanently. We're trying to get Jota and Carter Vickers to sign. If they do, it's £6.5 million a shot. So you're £13 million before you look at a new player. And, and many people, let us know in the comments how many other players above those two, do we need to bring in? Potentially four? So bringing six players in, what's the other four going to cost, Patrick, if it's all permanent de- deals? Even at three million ahead, it's another 12 million. So that's 25 million pound outlay. Are the club, are the board willing to do that, do you think? I hope so. Um, I mean, if you listen to any Rangers fan, you would think that we spent 50 million last summer. So... Uh, you know, we, we we made a profit. I think we made a profit of something like seven million last season. Um, we sell them players. This season in the Champions League, we don't need to do that. You know, we've got thirty five million coming in just for sort of taking part. That's before wins and draws, and I think it might even be before ticket money. Um, you get three million for winning the league. You know, you've got all sorts of other uh, income coming in. Presumably, you're going to get a couple of million for all those players that we're going to try and shift. They're going to free up the wage bill as well. So I think 12 or 13 million for Jota and Carter Vickers, I think that's a, a brilliant bit of business. Um, you know, it's inevitable we're going to be using a loan system for one or two players. So then you're maybe only looking at two or three permanent signings mm. um, after that, maybe three. 
Um, you know, I, I think I've said on here before, I'd like to see us both in the back. I think we need another goalkeeper. Definitely need a left-back and definitely need another centre-back. So if you want to try and improve the forward line with a few loans, um, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all, especially with the option to buy, like we've done with you know those three that you mentioned, Jota, Carter, Vickers and Maeda. Um, I think I think the board has to back Ange in the summer because if it happens to be another Brendan Rodgers scenario where we get to the second summer transfer window, you know I think we only have got in Cham, Johnny Hayes and Edward on loan that summer. Yeah. If, if the manager can't build what he's trying to build, he's going to become disillusioned and look elsewhere, and we can't have that again because you end up going into a spiral where and it leads to last season. So I think the board have to back him. I, I, I honestly think that they will because the money's there and they can see the potential. You know, it's interesting that you've used um, Brendan Rodgers' second season as an example because we mentioned it last week, Patrick, and I totally agree with that. I, I thought it was completely underwhelming. You know, I know Edouard turned out to be a, an excellent player and a, and a good asset for Celtic eventually, but it was a lone player who at the time I think was 19 coming in from PSG. Um, we had Cham, who was a young guy when he came into Celtic. Was he 20 when he signed for Celtic? From Man City... For a decent amount, four and a half. Johnny Hayes, one of the better players in Scottish football, but it was quite an underwhelming, you know, transfer window. Um, and when we're looking at Martin O'Neill's season as well, Lawrence, we will look at who came in, who went out. But it wasn't long before Martin O'Neill's demands weren't being met in terms of transfers as well. And there is this wee um, niggling doubt in my mind. And you know, I think maybe the saving grace is, like Patrick says, we've started using the loan system better when you look at the three signings we brought in this season, Lawrence, compared to some of the loan deals we've had in the not-too-distant past, you know, Meritz Bauer and John Joe Kenny, Ollie Burke, you know, Masonda, Timo Weir, how much did we get out of these guys? Not a great deal. But now we've brought three guys in that I think universally the Celtic fans want to keep, um, which is obviously uh, bodes well for the future if we bring another three in in this transfer window. Um, how confident are you, Lawrence? Has the board learned their lesson after the capitulation of uh, Neil Lennon's last season? I, I think the board will still look to, to balance the books. They'll go, what's this going to do at a wage bill? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. How big a squad can we have? How many people can we move out? You know, we, we, I suppose if you look at Mayeda, he's probably paid for the bonus money for we got from Christie. You know, if Ayer or Tierney move, we've got some extra money to spend. Let's chat about Ayer, Everton, interested. Yeah, so they'd be handy to get that, that in. And as you said, we're kind of 13 million in a lower cut. Cam, Cam, CCZ, these signs and Yota, Cameron Carter Vickers. 
it's uh, so, so that's some of the budget spent, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You've then got, got to go, how many people we're going to hold in the squad? Who can we get moved out? We need somebody working hard at moving people on, I think, and, and freeing up some room there. There's no point having guys like Julian and a Yeti sitting there doing nothing, kind of pulling in big wages. So, yeah, I, I think uh, we'll be measured as always the board and there'll be one eye in the balance sheet. Uh, and I, I think, for me, I, I'd like to see five or six first teamers coming in. Will we get there? I don't know. Uh, it's going to depend on how many people we move out. And, and get back, touching it, you know, I like Julian as a player, I just think he's been he's been out for too long. I, I don't know, you know what level he'd come back at. We definitely did a centre-half, a left-back, another goalkeeper. And I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing another forward brought in. You know, yeah, Andrew's already touched in the midfield that he knew Beaton and Roger were leaving. That's why we've got yeah, some midfielders in a Christmas transfer window. So... I think there's, there's four main areas that you could go right. Striker, backup keeper, centre-half uh, and a left-back. You'd need to be happy if it, if it filled all of those as well as Jota and Cameron Carter for signing. The thing is, the, Lawrence... Spend the money. But what we spend the money? See, in a year's time, when we're discussing the, the season that we've just watched, right, that will be the big question, right? what would have happened had we done this, right? Because last season, you can look at it, like Patrick says, almost a season in two parts, almost like two different seasons. Um, and it was very much, we'd done our transfer business very well and then we'd done it in two parts, didn't we? Because the second instalment of players made a massive impact as well. I'm, I guess, saying we need that impact in one transfer window because you don't have that time. You've got to progress, if you wish to progress, in Europe. You've got to have your team sorted before we play our first game. You know, So I think last season, yeah, it worked just well. We just got into January. You know, we'd had a few moments and all the rest of it. And then he strengthens for a second time. We get a second win and, wind and we win the league. Um, I, I don't think we can... I really don't think we can take that risk this time round. We need to get the players in that we require um, and there are a few names I'm sure there'll be loads of other names that we discuss as the pre-season goes on but you guys uh, Lawrence you were in for a wee while on the 1000th episode of a Celtic State of Mind uh, Patrick you didn't get the chance that night you were working there was a few choice questions that I asked that night of the contributors and I'm going to ask you two guys them as well we do have over a thousand episodes of a Celtic State of Mind on all the platforms. There was a wee issue on Thursday as we were driving up from Manchester in relation to where we stream and how it translates to YouTube. And when you try and delete it from the streaming service, you've got to make sure you don't delete the broadcast. Because if you do that, it disappears from YouTube. And I did it with 90 different broadcasts. So apologies if you like to watch the archived um, axioms. They are still available on Facebook. You shouldn't do it in the car, really, should you? You know, on the way up from Manchester. Uh, they are still available on Facebook. They're available on all the other platforms, as well as the audio platforms, because we still go out on audio and we still get a lot of people listening on the, the audio. But yes, I did delete about 90 episodes on YouTube. Apologies for that. They have been deleted forever, unless I download them from somewhere else and put them back up. But I would rather you just watch them somewhere else, so sorry. Uh, Technology uh, isn't always good when you're on the road. Right, most improved player under Ange Postacoglu and why? Patrick McGilp. Oh, that's a difficult question. Um, You could make the case for Rogic, 
you know, he's been revitalised. If you're, I mean, if you're talking about a player who's already at the club, you can't really include Joe Hart. But Joe Hart, you know, where he was a year ago to where he is now, totally different player. <sighs> yeah, I think I'd have to go with one of those two. I Hart or Rogic. Interesting. Lawrence, did you get asked this when you oh, came in? I didn't, mate. I didn't. But I would go with one of the fullbacks, either Ralston or Taylor. And I'd, 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 probably, go with, I'd probably go with, with Taylor. And I just think he's at a, at a higher level than Ralston. I think he's really kicked on. Yeah. But that's the and he's got engaged. We saw on, on Instagram he's engaged. Not that I'm on Instagram, actually. The young pops in the studio showed me the pictures. But um, it does remind me, sorry I bought it in there, Lawrence, our very own Colin Watt is also engaged. Big hurrah to Colin. It's about time, son. Yes, she said yes. Well done. And um, we'll hopefully see Colin on Friday this week. So Ralston, Taylor, Hart, Rogic. I, I guess the fact we're talking about four players all in one season, it shows you the impact of Ange Postacoglu, doesn't it? Yeah. Listen, I mean, there was a time, kind of season before that, uh, where Callum came out and said, look, you didn't know what we're meant to be doing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, I mean, I was talking to your dad about this before, uh, outside Celtic Park for the final game of the season. So Taylor's maybe just a player that needs a bit more instruction. And he'd done well with Steve Clark, and Steve Clark likes to give a lot of instruction. You know, he's getting yeah. that from Ange. Yeah. And, he, and he's excelling. So maybe it helps. You're he talking to my old man. Aye. The, the ginger <laughs> legend he, he's still got a hairdo like vintage Tommy Coyne he's been going to Celtic Park since Tommy 19- the Hitman Coyne eh? 1974 uh, there you go uh, who will be there we go Tony Ralston who will be next year's Tony Ralston what I mean by that Patrick who who might be on the periphery is going to make a name for himself I guess we've spoken about a few of them already do you think any of them will be next season's Tony Ralston Um you know, Gucci could be one of those players. Good show. Um, you know, hopefully if Caramel could then barely signs a contract, I can't see it, but you know, he could be one of those players. Um I don't know, it's a difficult one because you don't really know players' ability, you've not really seen them. I think you have to go with Gucci really, because he's the only one that's been brought in, you haven't really seen him and he'll hopefully get a few more minutes next season. So I'll go for Gucci. No, that that is a good shout actually, uh, Lawrence. I think that he's a player that you know I know he only got a few minutes in the last game of the season, but he's a player that I guess must be frustrated. Or he's been brought in by Ange and told, listen, your star will shine next season. You know, you're just getting bedded in here. You know, he might be the guy, Lawrence. I don't think Ange was expecting um, the challenges to be allowed that were allowed in that, that, that game he got injured in, was he? So That's right. I think Ange is on record saying, like, brought in the midfielders to get embedded in, you know, in time for Europe next season uh, is Mikey Johnson in with a shout if you can stay fit you know, we know Ange change, likes to change the, the front six you know five of the front six so you'd expect it if Mikey's fit he's going to get some minutes uh, I, I know Damien Duff was really impressed when he was at the club with him so his first two seasons what was it six goals each in about 24 games or something so if he can stay fit I think that it could be a, a big season for Mikey under Ange I think uh, last season we were calling it make or break for Mikey Johnson, so it's still in the balance, isn't it? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of these players that goes out on loan 
this pre-season. And you know what? It might actually benefit him as well. Uh, now, by the way, I know that you'll be really disappointed, everybody who's tuning in, but Patrick will be leaving us a wee bit early today uh, because other matters um, have taken their course, unfortunately, Paddy, and you will be leaving us in about five minutes or so. So if he just disappears... There's nothing wrong with the Wi-Fi. He is going elsewhere on this occasion. Pat Dolan, just to get everybody involved, all about the league. Yes, it would be good to be in Europe after Christmas. Um, he still believes, Pat, that the Champions League is too far. But that's a bonus. And current squad does not have resilience and depth to address the four competitions. Um, thanks for getting involved in the chat, Pat. The next one, again, quite a difficult question, I've got to say. Um, what do you think Patrick has been Ange Postacoglu's best signing? We'll let you get your uh, opinion in on this one and then you can you can nip away. Best signing under Ange? I think um, you have to say Kyogo, I think. Yeah, but at the same time, I think over the... In a, in a few years' time, you might have to say Matt O'Reilly because Matt O'Reilly, he's so good at such a, such a young age. He's got loads of time to improve. You know, I don't think you could really answer that question totally truthfully until maybe three years down the line. Um, at the moment, I would definitely have to say Kyogo. Um, but, you know, guys like, you know, Jota, Matt O'Reilly, um, Hatati as well is another one, Maeda as well. Jovanovic could go for a big fee eventually. I know that's not what it's all about. Abada as well. These are all guys who are at a similar level who have the potential to be really good for Celtic for the next two or three years, then mm-hmm. move on for a big fee. Um, but I think you have to say Kyogo after this season, just a phenomenal footballer. Good shout, good shout. And again, anybody that's telling us that uh, they knew about the talent of Kyogo, other than Dan Orowitz, I'm, I'm absolutely, absolutely doubting you um, that you did. I remember the day that he was announced, Colin Watt was running the show that day. Patrick, it's been an absolute pleasure once again, and I hope to see you Tuesday next week. But in the meantime, all the very best. Enjoy the rest of your week, my man. Thank you. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers, pal. Um, Here's an interesting one, just as I change the background, because uh, my OCD won't allow that. There we go. Here's an interesting one, Lawrence, um, if I can find the comment. We are being told that next season, uh, the next Rastaldino could be, there we go, young Lawal. I think that there's been a lot of good reports um, about the former Watford youth player, but again, Rocco Vata. Rocco Vata is yeah. somebody who is catching the eye as well and it's important that we keep these players at the club isn't it? Yeah definitely I, mean, I think a few years went along to the reserve game or under 21 games whatever you want to call it at Celtic Park and it saw both uh, Loan and Rocco Vata but I think you know Rock was an exciting player isn't he? Law looks you know he, he looks good at the back he's big he's strong fast he have a future ahead of him so yeah, hopefully see a wee bit of both of them. You would hope so. And again, with Rocco Vata, he's the one that seems to be in the spotlight at the moment. He's doing it not only for Celtic, but he's doing it for uh, the Republic of Ireland as well, Lawrence. And he's highly rated. I am sure the Vultures will be circling Celtic Park. And it's very important that we keep him at the club. Uh, love Rudy as well. Love Rudy Vata. An absolute legend. Um, and I'll tell you, he's a good captain as well, Lawrence. Uh, he likes to, play, toes, likes to play the offside rule, yeah. that's for sure. sure Let's go toes, back. Yeah. Uh, he certainly does. Um, it would have been unfair, I guess, uh, to talk to Patrick about season 2001 or 2 
uh, because he would have been a, a sparkle in his father's eye back then. And uh, we're looking at O'Neill going into the second term. First thing I looked at was the transfers that we were involved in. John Hartson comes in for big money. Was he the last in terms of transfer fees of Martin O'Neill's big signings? He comes in from Coventry for six million quid. Uh, we also had Bobo Baldy coming in on a free from Toulouse, Momo Silla from St Johnston, Steve Guppy from Leicester for a combined fee of about a million quid. Obviously, Steve Guppy was well known to Martin O'Neill from their time at Leicester. Um, we did recoup two and a half million through sales of Mark Burchill to Portsmouth, probably the last goal-scoring striker we ever produced, and Ayo Berkovic who went to. Can you remember where he went? After Celtic? No, I can't remember, mate. I think West Ham, he has, has to... Oh, no. Man City. He went to Man City. Man City. He did, aye. And uh, you know this, we got more money for Burchill than he did for Berkovic. So talk about cutting your losses. You know, we spent big money on Berkovic. Um, also on free transfers, we lost Alan Stubbs, Tommy Johnson um, and Stefan Mahe. That's interesting because I cannot think of Stefan Mahe being a Martin O'Neill player in that treble season. But he was there. He was Hearts. He went to Hearts, he did, yeah. Yep. He went to Hearts. Now, this was our second Champions League campaign, but of course there was a qualifier which started a, a memorable campaign and the qualifier was against Ajax. We kicked off away from home, Lawrence. Um, and we were pretty ri- you know, much written off in that game because Ajax, I mean, they were... A, they were coming back from a period where they were they were really competing in Europe. I think they'd won the European Cup. Not that long beforehand, we went out and trounced them three one. Yeah, it was uh, you know, I suppose it's the talk of the draws, yeah, we don't want to get out. And uh what a performance. And he uh, and he'll put on for this, wasn't it? Three one. It was a cracker. It could have been more. It was absolutely a bit of respectability away. I think that was a uh, a much wanted away win in Europe, which it's been a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Good thing. Bobby Petter was on fire, wasn't it? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth because when you think he bought Bobby Petter, uh, most people talk about the 6 2 game. He was he was brilliant in that game. Um, but obviously, he was outstanding in this game. And when you talk to Bobby, he is all about Feyenoord, um, Rotterdam, and he, he's not a fan of Ajax. You know, he calls Ajax the establishment club, Lawrence, right? Um, so to go over there, He's getting stick. And you know, at that point, he was on the verge of a, a call-up to the, the national squad, uh, the Netherlands squad. He goes over there, he scores a goal. He's outstanding. Uh, the goal he scored was brilliant. Um, he's outstanding. Ajax goal scored by Shota Arvaladze. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, I do indeed. I think yeah. uh, they used to, the, the old club used to like to sign players that had scored against us, didn't they? Who was the other oh, one? They... Jelovic. Remember Jelovic? Yeah, they signed the boy from Porto. I, mean, I can't even remember the boy's name. We'll get to Porto in a moment. Um, Patrick was talking about getting Ajax and Porto. Interestingly enough, we played both sides in our European campaign. Disappointing return leg to Celtic Park, where we get beat one nothing, Lawrence. But not disappointing for Ibrahimovic, who says that Celtic Park is probably the best I have seen on the pitch. And he said that in 2013. So we left a mark on Ibrahimovic. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen him just come in to, you know, play out the last year of his football career at Celtic Park? There was a bit of rumour about that, wasn't it? He wants to do it. Well, he's just won the, the, the league and back to Milan. Maybe he's, maybe he'll be up for the grabs. Maybe it's still a possibility. Could he do it at, at Motherwell on a Wednesday night? 
<laughs> you sound like Fergus McCann when we're trying to sign, sign David Ginola. Um, Ginola, see, then Savio. Savio, but yeah, from the Brazilians, remember? And I, I also remember, him, wasn't he? remember Rivaldo. Martin O'Neill says we'll take him <sighs> yeah. on trial. Take him on trial, that's crazy. And instead we opted for Juninho. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But again, th- this for me is an interesting season because of the signings that we had become accustomed to in the previous season. Alan Thompson, Chris Sutton, Neil Lennon. I mean, even Valharan was big, big money, right? Um, and then season two, yeah, there's a big signing in, in John Hartson. But those big signings dry up pretty quickly. Um, and I think that, you know, after the, the argument is always after the UEFA Cup, um, you know, final appearance at that point do you strengthen well he got another good campaign out of the squad that he already had but then the signings the quality of the signings got lesser and lesser didn't they I mean Fernandez was sitting on the bench in the UEFA Cup final um, we drew Juventus Rosenberg and Porto and um, I always remember the Juventus game you remember it well as well away from home where they beat us 3-2 2-2 last minute of the game Goals by Thompson and Valhar and Thompson love the European goal. Um, they played Liverpool in that game. Away, I mean, for tw- when we got it back to two-two, I think they were down to ten. They were absolutely rocking. You know, they were all over the place. We should have, should have went on and won that. You know, well, we, we should have. The Rosenberg game. I mean, that was a first group game, so to speak. It should have been Rosenberg, but that was cancelled because of Trent and Towers. Mm-hmm. But we should have, you know, at two-two, it looked if it was going to be a winner, it was going to be us. Two questions for you, Lawrence. The first one is, had we done a post-match on Axon Live, what would you have been talking about after that game? There's only one thing you'd be talking about, the, the, the dive, isn't it? Amarus's dive. I know. But, and he only came on, he was only in the part of three or four minutes. Yeah, we were robbed that Sent on to dive. Absolutely. And Martin O'Neill said that, said as much, didn't he? Oh, he was loving, um, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, after the game. This is a, a UV team that uh, hosted such talents as Buffon, Davids, Trezeguet and Del Piero. Uh, also on the bench for Juventus, Enzo Maresca, whatever happened to him. Um, Amoruso dives, uh, Juventus win 3-2. But we bring them back, let's talk about the game where we bring them back. Obviously this isn't a two-legged affair, but we play them at Celtic Park. It's the last game of the Champions League campaign and we beat them 4-3. This is a classic, not just a Celtic classic, a Champions League classic. Two goals from Chris Sutton. Valharan again scores for Celtic yeah. and Larson scores a penalty. But we go out that night, actually, on nine points. We'll come back to Rosenberg and Porto. But going out on nine points at that time, that was a record for any team going out in the Champions League groups. It shows you how close we were and how good we were at that point as well, Lawrence. Yeah, you, you know, Celtic Park was a fortress and get out at nine was bad, but Sutton, I, I remember, you remember the Norwich in, in Europe campaign when Sutton was playing for Norwich and he, he used to score some crackers like that. I do remember it, he yeah. He scored that night, you know, it, it, that header he scored in the volley, you know, the, the header, no one was getting in his way, was it? He? he was making that his. He was the, volley, the volley was astonishing. What oh, a goal. Cracking technique, wasn't it? Unreal. It was, and Del Piero scored a free kick against us, keeper no chance. Yeah, it, it, it was just a brilliant game, wasn't it? It was. You're talking there about that European campaign. You remember they beat Bayern Munich and Jeremy <laughs> Goss scores a, a volley against them. Yep. Um, absolutely superb. Porto. Now, that, what I find interesting about Porto is we beat them at home, right? Larson scores, of course he does. Uh, Della Pena is playing for, for Porto. He had been on trial at Celtic and we said no thanks. Um, but we get the real Porto, I think, when we play them away from home because they hammer us 3 nothing. And what we get that, that night is signs of 
the Porto that was developing at that time because obviously we met them in the FA Cup final the following season. The season after that, they win the Champions League. They were a far better side, I guess, at this stage than they were. I don't mean in terms of they were a far better side. They were far better than Celtic this season than they were the following season, Lawrence. We actually bridged that gap massively by the time we played them in the FA Cup final. Yeah, we definitely caught up a bit. Yeah, yeah Porto was just, just class. I think maybe European experience helped the squad from this season take it into the next season. And we got some huge results in, in that run to Seville, didn't we? You know, it was beating Liverpool, beating Blackburn. It was the V factor, wasn't it? It was, yeah. The, the, the V folders throughout the entire VFB Stuttgart, the whole thing, it just folders yeah. all the way through. Um, but see, when you when you look at that that progression of that Porto side, that's what we're talking about, right? So you've got a side there. Now, yeah, the, the Porto have won the Champions League twice um, in their history, but there's a massive gap between the first time and, and obviously 2004. But that's a team who were developing on the European stage, Lawrence, and I guess that's what we were talking about before. So Martin O'Neill's first season, I remember being at Celtic Park where Bordeaux beat us, didn't they? They put us out. Um, but again, you know, the first season, the first season that uh, Martin O'Neill is in charge at Celtic, you know, he's inherent in a team. Europe's maybe a bridge too far, he wins the treble. Second season, he does very, very well in the Champions League, fails to progress. And then, you know, you take it from the third season, he gets into the Champions League. So you can see the progression that O'Neill was making. But Porto is a club we come up against them, we can we can beat them at home. Following season, they win the UEFA. Season after that, they win the Champions League. And I guess it's all about progress, progressing year on year, isn't it, for Ange and yeah. Celtic? Yeah, you've got to build. I mean, I just touched on, you need to be signing players for the first team, to be walking yeah. into the team, to be making us better. There's no point in all these project signings. You know, I, th- I think a lot of these have, have kind of had enough. You know, another project comes in, another project, you're like, oh, we've got We've got prospects in the academy. You, you, you know, we can make them our projects. Yeah. But we definitely need to build. I mean, with Mourinho, what he done with Porto was outstanding, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, it's incredible. And then a European Cup. Yeah. It, it, it's just amazing. But the, the thing is, uh, the, the point that's coming up here is cheated Celtic in that cup final, Johnny. I'll tell you someone who will never forget that, and that's Kevin Graham. We were doing a thing... Uh, 2018, I think it was January, there was a Star Sixes up at the Hydro, Lawrence, and we covered it for a Celtic State of Mind. And we had the old AAA passes, so we were allowed to interview anybody we wanted. We're bouncing about with our iPhones, we had no equipment, we were just basically blagging it, right? And then uh, Victor Bayer comes in, because he's playing for the rest of the world team. And I'm saying to Kevin, should we get him? He's quite a big name. No, no speaking to him, no chance, no speaking to him. Cheat. Mate, mate, mate that caught it six shard box and ends up rolling outside his pen box. I know, mate. mate I know. Is. By the way, I'm bringing this up, RNL. Yeah, don't disagree with you at all. And Rab Douglas himself says that, you know, if there was a, a player, when I asked him the question, if there was a player in the Invincible team and Brennan Rodgers' side who would get into the Seville team, and he said, yeah, the goalie. And Rab Douglas that says that. Greenock. Yeah. yeah, it was. However, we'll come back to Rab because he was unbelievable against Valencia later on in this campaign. Uh, probably his best game in a Celtic jersey. So we've spoken about UV and Porto, right? You might have expected defeats away from home against both clubs. Uh, we were very, very unlucky against Juventus. We were cheated, um, and Martin O'Neill was not happy. However, I think the Ferencvaros, and by the way, 
they weren't a bad side, Rosenberg, of course they weren't, but the Ferens Varos uh, of last season, we were thinking, beat them home and away. That tie, I guess, was Rosenberg, so we beat them at home. Um, Alan Thompson scores again in Europe, and then we go over and Bratback scores a, a double. I think that was the game, Lawrence. I think that was the game that we could have got a point. That would have made all the difference. Yeah, you know what I doing? doing well at Celtic Park. Although the event is still to come, you're thinking, yeah. Out of those three, it's always going to be Rosenberg you fancy to take something off of, isn't it? You know, away from home. And it was just a point you were looking. Especially, you, you know, we'd already done so well against uh, Juventus. Yeah. Was it the Del Alpe? It's Stadio Del Alpe, isn't it? The yeah. So it was, yeah, Del Alpe. So, yeah, you, you were looking good. Surely we take something here. Yeah. But... Carl comes back to haunt us, yes. Indeed, um, it, 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 it was maybe set up, but we knew his pace. That was the thing we played the high line. I know. We knew his pace. It was yeah. like, right, you know, this guy's lightning quick. Just let's play high line. We did Didn't interview him for a Celtic State of Mind, Lawrence. I don't know if you remember that. We interviewed him in the first lockdown. Yep. So um, if you didn't watch that episode, get yourself onto the YouTube channel because that's one I didn't delete accidentally. So uh, we finished with nine points, but we still go out. And at the time, as I said before, record uh, points tally for a team that didn't qualify. And we drop into the UEFA Cup and we come up against Valencia. Um, and this is the game. Rab Douglas, outstanding. We get beat one nothing, but I counted at least three saves that he makes in that game that were, you know... They were tremendous. And, and for the amount of stick that Rab Douglas gets as a Celtic player, the first thing I would say is he's absolutely sound as a pound. He's a top, top guy, Lawrence, isn't he, when you talk to him about Celtic. But th- this was his finest moment in a Celtic jersey for me. Yeah, it was brilliant. Listen, he's very honest, very helpful as well. I remember setting up the penalty spot when Nicky Hood was putting on a charity event. Mm. And Clark comes out to the cars like, can I give you a hand with the boxes, boys? And then with the auction, he starts walking around the, the tables with auction items to try right. and get the bids up. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Great Very good guy. We beat them one nothing at home. Henrik Larson scores a goal and we lose 5-4 on penalties. I'm going to ask you, um, who missed the three penalties for Celtic that night? Oh, I don't know, mate. Uh, Tom will miss one. No. Larson? Yes. Oh, he was missed. Copy. He did not. Oh, I don't know, mate. Don't know. Stan and Valharan. We always remember the guy who misses the final one that knocks you out. But yeah, Valharan, having scored two goals in the earlier round, uh, the earlier game against uh, Juventus, home and away, he misses a penalty in that game. It was a sickener, got to be said. And uh, yeah, we move on. We had a very good campaign that year. Would you be happy with a similar campaign next season, Lawrence? Well, in all your games at home, uh, yeah. But what if progressive we won all the games at home? You're right. We won every game at home, other than the Ajax qualifier. We lost every game away from home. It would be, you know, if we win all the games at home, it, it, it starts to put about fear into teams coming to Celtic Park again, doesn't it? One final question for you, Lawrence Connolly. Which of Andy's team would get into the Seville team, if any? I'm going to go with Big, big Rab and, and say the goalie. I'd say <laughs> Joe Hart would get in. Hey, Rab will let you say that. He said that himself. It was Craig Gordon. No, totally. Huh? So there you and go. It. 
Um, I'll tell you what, it's always an absolute pleasure, Lawrence. I don't always get the chance, other than match days, to have a chat with you. But uh, obviously with holidays, pre-season, we get all that. You can watch on the uh, the watch back. If you've enjoyed today's videos, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It helps with the algorithm, whatever that is, Lawrence. And um, subscribe to us. You, if, you're, if you're chatting, um, then you're subscribing. So if you are you're chatting, you've actually went to subscribe. Um, oh, there you go. Thank you for that, Willie. And uh, yes, we will continue on a daily basis through the pre-season. We're working on loads of other videos for the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on there. It's all free. We've got some big announcements coming up as well, Lawrence. Live events um, coming up. Keep uh, a wee eye on them on our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. We're on Instagram. I don't use it myself, but we're on it. And someone else updates that for me, Lawrence. Um, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bebo generation social media guy. So uh, Twitter and Facebook for me, anything that comes after that, someone else is going to have to do it for me. But thank you all for your support. And I reiterate, uh, the good guys always win, Lawrence, because I met a lot of good guys yesterday who comes up to your face and say I love what you do and that means the world so thanks everybody for your support and thank you to Lawrence Conley for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.